Good morning. <laughs> you can take my mic down, please, if you don't mind. How are you guys doing? It is so good to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be here today. I'm, I am happy to be here. I thought you were going to clap for that. I would like to honor Hilton and Jean and thank them for the opportunity they've given me to preach today. And I see all the, the leaders that are here today. I honor them, and um, it's an honor for me to be preaching today. Um, like Hilton has just said now, we were, uh, if you're looking at me and you, I'm, I'm a bit tired, so I'm struggling with the, you know, the, the jet legs. There was supposed to be a joke. You know what jet lag is, um, jet lag. You know, I actually don't know what that is. I've never, never experienced that. <laughs> I was just in Joburg and I came back. So it's cool. it was nice to be around. It was, um, it was actually amazing to be around people that are full of faith, people that love God and love Jesus. It was, it was um, this conference changed my life. It really did. Uh, I've always loved God and I love him. Um, but I think everybody, everyone at, I don't know, along this journey gets distracted. <laughs> you can get distracted. And um, I'm going to tell you one thing that God spoke to me at that conference. Um, he, he said, Peggy, fall in love with me again. Um, and I want to tell, I want to tell somebody, and this is not part of my preach, I want to tell somebody here, fall in love with God again. Go back to, you know what it was like when you loved Jesus. You know, and it's heavy, yeah, it's quiet in this room, you know, but, but it's the truth. Love Jesus, love him, and he will take care of the things that you are trying to take care of. Love him, fall in love with him. Um, I came home, and uh, actually on the way, driving now from the airport home, I, I was just crying, you know, crying and said, God, I want to, I want to love you. I want, you, I want my soul, my heart to love you. I don't want to worry about the things. I just want to love you, God. Help me to love you. I told him, I said, God, I'm distracted. But I want to go back to loving you, Jesus. I think it's a word for somebody. Go back to loving God. I want to say this one thing before I get into my preach. I want to say this as well. It's not as, also not part of I'm going to end with it, but I want to start with it. I want to tell somebody here, I'm not a prophet. Um, I'm a prophet of my own life. You know, I speak to myself. I tell myself, when things are not going good, I'm like, tomorrow is going to be fine. I prophesy over myself. <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 but I want to just share this with, um, maybe it's a word for somebody in this room because I felt it so strong as I was preparing this message. And this word is, you are not going to look like what you've been through. You're not going to look like what you've been through, and you're not going to smell like what you have been through. God is with you. <laughs> okay. You, it will make sense at the end. But maybe hold on to that. You're not going to look like what you've just been through. God will, will not allow that to happen to you. So it's, a, it's really it's an honor for me to be preaching today and, and, and looking at this message of blessed as the, are the persecuted for righteousness. You know, it's been an incredible series um, what, God, what Jesus has been doing, the Bible says he was teaching. 
he was he, he was walking and there was a crowd around him and he was teaching and and um, he said blessed are the poor in spirit and he said all this uh, all these things blessed are the, are the are the those who mourn and things like that but then when he got down to after all those things then he, he looked at them and he said blessed are the persecuted I believe what Jesus was trying to do when he started by just teaching them about these things, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the, you know, blessed are those who mourn. He was trying to get them to be in the right standing with him. Once you, once you get into right standing with him, once your heart is like, God, I want to serve you, I, wanna, I want to walk with you, I want all those kind of things. And then he said to them, okay, now watch out. Blessed are the persecuted for righteousness. And let me tell you, let me tell you something. Everybody in this room that wants to follow Jesus and love him will be persecuted. And persecution is not a nice, not a nice subject. It's not a nice thing to talk about, you know. No, I mean, if, you, if you're sitting here and you hear somebody next to you say, I'm, I'm just being persecuted. It's not a nice thing, you know. Like, I, wanna, I, wanna, I just want to go to China and be persecuted for a second, you know, and come back. It's not something that we want to experience. It's not something that we want to do. But the Bible is clear, and you'll see the scriptures now, that everyone who follow or wants to follow Jesus is going to be persecuted. And uh, I want to just say this. Uh, some people, though, do um, misinterpret this by saying, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just going through persecution. Sometimes you're just going, sometimes you're just ripping what you've sown. Because there's a difference between persecuted and, and you being rude. And people are not nice to you and you're saying you're persecuted. You're not persecuted, you're rude. <laughs> you need to just, uh, I'm just talking, you know, there's a, di- there's a difference there. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll show you in the scripture what this persecution that we're talking about here is. You know, um, one of the things I like, well, I, one of the things I know about persecution is this, that it, it will always, or God will, or God will always turn it and make it glorify him. So persecution is, we go through it, but it gives God the glory, but also what it does is, it strengthens you, it, t- it takes you from this level of faith to another level. So if you keep running away from being persecuted or going through those, those kind of things, you will stay in the same level. You'll stay in the same level. And, and, uh, and I must actually challenge you and challenge myself. Worry if you're not persecuted. You have to worry if, if things are just going good. You know, the sign that you are walking with God is not good things happening to you. Also, when things are not going so well in your life, it's not a sign that there's something wrong with you. Sometimes things just go wrong for no reason. But at the end, Jesus turns it and it makes it all those things glorify him. Because he turned all things to good. For those that love him and are called. Okay, now I want to, I want to say this. I want, to, I want us to read so you know that you, everybody will go through this. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 12. Is it going to come up? I'm sure it's going to come up on the screen. All right. Okay. I'm going to read this side. Persecution, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in, uh, in Antioch, in uh, Iconium and Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of, of, from all of them. In fact, everyone, in fact, listen to this, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So everyone is going to go through this. Second Corinthians, please, chapter 12, verse 10. It says, that is why for Christ's sake I delight in weakness, in weaknesses. In insults, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Um, I don't know if I only gave you that one. 
We can, okay, let's go straight to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. Then you will be handed over, you will be handed over to, the persec- uh, to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. So here we just know, we, we, we just read that every single person will be going through persecution. I like when people talk back to me. So nudge somebody next to you and say, it's, it's about to happen to you. Or it's going to happen to you as well. Some people are not, are not even looking at each other. <laughs> it will happen. But I love the fact that God will always turn the persecution for his glory. He will. He takes that. So I want us to spend some time now looking at, uh, at the story that I really love. I preached on this at Kiba last, on, on the same story, but it's going to be different today uh, at Kiba. And uh, I, I think it's going to bless you. I believe it's going to bless you. My hope for after this um, preach today is that you understand that persecution will come and you are prepared for it so that you don't curse God. You know, like, let me tell you something. When persecution or when these things happen to us, it can happen to two people. And one cries and give God the glory. And one cry and begin to curse God. Because it will happen. It just depends if you were ready or you're ready to receive. You know about it. If you know that persecution will come, it will still hurt. It will be so. It will be all those kind of things. But you, something in you will know that God is good. God is doing something in my life. Uh, and it will help you to strengthen your faith. But same person in the room will be going through the same thing and begin to say, where are you, God? Why is this happening to me? Because you're not prepared and you don't know. You're not ready that these things will happen. You know what I'm saying? So um, I've had some people, it's funny, they're saying things like, um, you know, God, I can't believe you allow me to go through this, God. Yeah, I, I've always known that you don't love me. You love other people. I've always, you know, they say these things because they don't understand that this, some hardships are going to happen. Especially now as we draw closer to the, to the end time, some really hard things are going to happen. So we better know and be ready for, for it so that we act accordingly, you know. So some people are like, oh, God, you know, have you heard people say things like, um, why bad things happen to good people because they, they believe that if they're going through something, it's God and it's being so unfair and all those kind of things. But today I pray and I hope that after this service, you will walk out here knowing that God, um, I know you're in control. You're in control of every situation. You're in control of what I'm going through. You're in control of what I'm going to be going through because God is a good God. So the, the Bible tells us about, about three men. Tells us about three men. I know some of you, because you went to Bible college and you know the Bible, you already know. Your mind is already preaching for you. <laughs> yeah. I think it's about to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I did some studying here and some research, so please allow me to bring this to you. Okay. There were, there were three men, and these three men's names are, who likes to guess their names? <laughs> I knew someone was going to say Shadrach. You're right, but wait for me to finish here first. <laughs> so these guys, their names were, I may not be saying them, uh, pronounce them correctly, but Heniah, it means God is gracious. And the second guy's name is Michel, I think. Uh, I think I'm saying it right, but it's, uh, it means who is like our God. And the last one, his name is Israel, 
means God help us. So these guys were named after the God that they were serving. So they grew up in Christian homes, in Christian environment where uh, uh, everyone loved God. So even, even when the baby comes, they give, they give the biblical name or a name that, that glorifies God to the child. So these guys were, were like that. They were taught to pray. They were taught to walk with God and how to walk with God and things like that. And then a, a king, a Babylonian king, a, an ungodly king, his name is Nebuchadnezzar, took this, these three men. And what it did first is that he changed their names and he gave them the names that we know. And that is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, uh, and uh, Shadrach means moon god. And Meshach means, uh, and we're talking about the, the, the gods, not the god, the one true god. The god. It, it, Meshach means the god with a small g, the god of Aku. And Abednego means servant of Nabu. There's, those were names of their gods that were serving in the, in the, in, in, in the Babylonian um, places. So, so let's look at that first. That's... Um, the enemy sometimes come and he will try to steal and change your name. But I want to tell you something. Even when your name is changed or something of that, like you, something like that is taken away from you, I want to tell somebody something today. They cannot steal what God has done in the inside of you. You may be going through a season of like, oh, I feel like some things have been taken away from me. My name has been changed or something like that, but they cannot change what God has done in your life. The world can try to change your name, but they cannot change your nature. No matter what, no matter, no matter the label the enemy gives you, let me tell you something. Your name that is known in heaven is not the name that the enemy is giving you today. I always talk to some people, I mean, I'm, I'm from the township there. Some of them, some of them have been given names according to how they, they behave in the community. So when you talk to them, they're like, hey, my name is Mindros, man. You know, Mindros means like a terrible gangster. <laughs> so when we talk to them, I'm like, you're not a terrible gangster. Some people on the streets, they gave you that name. But there is a name in heaven that's been given to you. You are a child of God. You are, you are the righteousness of God. You are strong. You can do all things. There are some things that heaven is, is speaking over you, not what the enemy is trying to say to you by changing your name. All right. It's also important. It's also important to know who you are. It's very important to know when we're going through uh, uh, when we're going through the trials and persecution. It's important to know who you are, because if you don't know who you are, you will bow down to other gods. The pressure of this world will make you bow to other things that are not glorifying the name of Jesus. So it's very, very important to know who you are. There will be things that are trying to pull you into bowing down to, to things that are not glorifying the name of God, of your God. So if you know who you are, you will stand, even if you're standing alone. I'm, I, I like this. So I'm going to read. I'd like us to read um, Daniel from chapter 3, please. Then we're going to talk from there. Can I read from this side? They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may the, may, may the king live forever. Your majesty issued a decree. It's too, it's too far. Can you maybe make it bigger that side? I want to read. I want to face this side. Okay. You can make it bigger? What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. Okay. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may, may the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears 
The sound of the horn, flutes, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall, must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over, uh, set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of God you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and, uh, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of God have set up. Now when you hear the sound, he gave them the second chance. Now when you hear the sound of, um, uh, of the horn, flutes, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, worship it you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to, save, will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if it does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of God you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He offered the furnace heated seven times, hotter than usual, and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to set up, to tie up, sorry, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was, the, was so urgent, and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the, uh, uh, the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't the three men... And that uh, we tied up, uh, sorry, when the three men that we tied up and threw into the fire, they replied, certainly, go back, please. <laughs> certainly, your majesty, now you can carry on. Thank you. <laughs> he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of God. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the, op the opening of the approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Did I, did I give you up to, to there? Okay. Now I want to just say a few things to you. I want to say this. Because you are going to be standing for God, that's why you're going to be persecuted. <laughs> if you're not standing for God, you're not standing for Jesus things may just be okay with you. But there will be no growth, there will be no change, and all those kind of things. So one, my encouragement first, before I get into what I'm going to talk about now, is keep standing for God. 
Because if you keep standing for him, he will show up when everybody thinks you're about to die. He will show up for you. Because he's a God who never let us down. But there's some things I want you to, to, to take from here. You know, the Bible says, they, they said to King Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, said to King Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow to, to this God that you have set up. And then the Bible says, uh, we just read, then the king was furious, was angry, and he, he ordered the soldiers to bind them and throw them into the fire. Let me tell you something. Some things as we are walking with God just don't make sense. Because these guys are standing for God, are standing, and the fire is right there. They're standing for him, but they are still uh, abound. So some things will happen to you that sometimes can cause confusion. God, where are you as I'm walking through this? The key is to not throw the towel, is to not give up when things seem to be working against what you believe. Because because that does not show, it's not a sign that God is now not with you. You know what I'm saying? So the, these men, the strong, the strong soldiers came to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they bind them. They tie them up. And, and, and they throw them into the fire. Let me tell you something. I'm, 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 this is confusing to me. God, why did you allow these guys to be even thrown into the fire? Let me tell you something biblical about the fire. Fire in the Bible do so many things, but there's two important things. One, fire burns. <laughs> fire burns. It, it, it burns. If you try it when you get home, not kids, all the people. Try it when you get home. Try to touch the fire. It will what? It will burn you for sure. So fire burns. But the other two, the second thing that is, uh, we see in the Bible that fire purifies. It depends who's controlling the fire now. So the enemy may try to burn you, but God will make sure that it purifies you. So, so what happens is they, they were thrown into the fire, and they used something that God uses to make his people stronger, to make his people even shine even more. So the enemy sometimes will use things, and he will think, I'm destroying you. He doesn't know. That is setting up for God the platform to make you better, to make you stronger, to make you shine even more. Oh, oh so, so you do clap here and clap. Okay. Not of it, okay. Okay. So, so they were thrown into the fire. Now, this is what happened. As they were in, in, into the fire, the Bible says the, the, the things that the soldiers used to tie them up, number one, were broken. Let me tell you something. It looked like, okay, let's go back. Go back with me a bit. When... Shandrach and Abednego and Meshach were standing outside the fire. They could feel the heat. It's not like they were standing out there and maybe not feeling the heat. They, they could feel it. That is why they say to the king, even if God does not rescue us, even if he doesn't rescue us, it will be known, though, that we did not bow to your gods. So they could feel. They knew. It, God sometimes doesn't take problem away. He will make you feel it. But if you persevere and you keep your eyes on him, he will tend, turn that same problem to glorify him. Because if we go through persecution in the end, it's not only for us. It's for you, yes, but it's for also God to get all the glory. Not only God to get the glory. People that are watching will be like, ah, we, now we see the real thing. We see. If you take shortcuts, you, make, you confuse people that are coming behind you. 
Because they, like it or not, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, there's a crowd around you watching how you, every step you take. They're watching every step you take. They know that, ah, oh, he's about to go through the fire. Let's watch and see. They're waiting for you and for your God to fail. Let me tell you something. Jesus never fails. He never fails. He's going to go through the, the, the thing with you. He's going to be in the fire with you because he never fails. At the end, everybody who was there said, it's time we follow the God of this man. These men are, followed, are following the right God. Let me tell you something here, church. If you're going through something, going through some pain, going through some of those things that you're going through, yes, God will get the glory and you will be okay. But let me tell you, there's a generation of people that are just waiting right behind you. If he passed the test, we follow his God. If you fail the test, they're like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what they say. <laughs> so, so let me t- when they were thrown into the fire, all the, the, I don't know what they used, the chains fell off. God is going to do something that will confuse your enemy. He's going to, he's going to allow you first to go into the fire, but as, you, as, soon, as, as soon as you hit the, the bottom of the fire, the chains that are binding you will be broken. They're going to be broken because God is able to turn all things to good for those that love him and are called according to his purposes. Maybe you're going through the fire. Let me tell you something. Persevere. Take that one more step. Don't give up because the chains are about to be broken over your life. Chains are not broken while you're having nice dinners. I mean, I, I was in Jobek. How were ma? Yay. Hey, I, it was nice. <laughs> but let me tell you something. The, the things, the, the deep things of God, the deep, deep things that God wants to do in your life are not going to happen while you're having food with fork and knife. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to enjoy all those things. But I've learned that the, 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 the substance things of God happens when you're going through some pain and some tears. Even Jesus, let's talk about him for a second. You know, you know that there was a time where he, was, he prayed and he said, God, if, it, if, it's, if it's okay with you, can I maybe not drink this cup? But then he saw you and I. He was like, I know that Peggy's going to be saved. I mean, yesterday I was, uh, I was driving with uh, Sam, uh, Sam Tennant. We were just taking some things to my, to, to, to my place and, um, and I was showing him where I grew up and things like that. Um, and... Uh, we were, we were talking about the fact that, you know, when I go to a place where I grew up, I saw, I see guys that are, that, um, that are my age, uh, they, they just, there's no hope. There's no, there's no life. And uh, he just, I just realized, God, I'm so grateful for what you've done. I'm, I'm, I'm far from perfection. I make a lot of mistakes, but I'm so grateful for the salvation that God has given me. It has made me a different person. And I'm so clear. It's one of the things you can't boast about it because it's a, it's a, it's a gift from God. God is just, a, you know, it's his grace, by his grace we've been saved. And I'm so grateful that I look different. And if I say different, not in a weird way, not like I'm boasting or something, but I'm just, my thinking is different. And I know it's not just me. It's not because of, it's because of his grace and what God has done in my life. So God saw me, Jesus saw me, and he persevered the cross. Then after that, look at us. We're sitting here today having a personal relationship with God. Imagine if Jesus gave up. So don't give up. Keep going. 
God will get all the glory. Persecution is a tough, it's a horrible thing. It's, a, it's not a nice thing to go through. It's not a nice thing to talk about. But God always turns it. He always turns the persecution and it gives him all the glory and honor. So I want my life to give God the glory. And it's dangerous to pray these prayers. So, there's some prayers that I've stopped praying. If it happens, God, it happens. Thank you, I'll take it. But there's some prayers that I kind of stop praying because when you pray those kind of prayers, God, now, God himself now takes you through some things that you don't want to go through. He tests your heart. He makes sure that your heart is ready to receive what he's about to, to give you that you've asked. Just so, so there's some prayers that you, 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 you be careful. Be careful what you ask God because he will give it to you. But before it gets to you, you may have to go through the fire as well. So what happens as well now? Now they were, now I'm, 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 about to, I'm about to close here. But when they were in the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar, this evil king, he's standing outside and is, is looking to, to see them burn, to, to see them die. And he's standing there. Then as he's looking, he sees, the Bible says, there was a fourth man walking with them. Who... Now the Bible says this. It says they were unharmed. They, even their hair was still okay. <laughs> Some of you are looking at my hair. Even my hair was not. Even the hair was not touched and all, and all those kind of things. Because God walked with them. I'm so grateful that we serve a God who does not just stand on the outside and say, Ben, son, we'll see each other on the other side. He gets with, he gets with you into the fire and he walks with you. But now this is what I love the most, is that when, when we're walking with God, people on the outside think, ah, oh, he's about to die. I'm just walking with my king. That is why so many people, I'm, I'm a black man, can you see? <laughs> I'm a black man. I'm from the township of Dazenhoek. Let me tell you something. In that community of Dazenhoek, there's only 5% families that are a, a, a mom and dad together, 5%. The, the, the 95% is uh, uh, um, homes that are maybe uh, just the grannies are looking after the kids or only the father or only the mother. Actually, not the father. Fathers are gone to Joburg. Um, only the moms that are raising kids. So I know that as I'm, a, as, 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 as I'm married and I have a family, I have, I have my wife, I know there's a community that is looking, looking, to, looking at me. One, two things. One, they want, to, they want to prove that nobody exists, this kind of thing, that marriage thing. So they're watching to see me fail. But I also know that there's some people just learning, saying one day we want to be like this. I actually caught somebody saying, you know, you know one day when I'm, he's old, but he's saying, you know, when I'm married one day, I want to, I want to, be, like, I want to be like big and Z. I'm like, Eesh. If you knew. <laughs> so I'm intentional about my marriage. Very intentional. I'm careful. Very careful. You know why? There's a group of people that are watching me. It's not nice all the time. It's nice to be married. But I'm saying it's not nice all the time to know that there's a group of people just watching and wanting to see you fail. So it was like that with Shadrach and uh, with these guys. They were in the fire and the king was watching to see. I think they're about to fall now. I just seen the chains fall. Because they were confused. I just seen the chains fall off them. I think it's, it, the fire is working. But God was with them in the fire. 
Let me tell you, uh, maybe a father in this house, maybe struggling with some things. Let me tell you something. God is with you in that fire. He's with you. <laughs> Keep going. He's with you. you. You are going to make it. But it's, a, it's time for you to say, God, I've seen you do it before. I know you're going to do it again. It takes you some, it ta you need to think. It takes you to walk with God. You have to sometimes apply your mind. God, I know that what I'm facing right now is not nice. It's not, it feels like it's not from you. Maybe it's not from you, but I've seen you before. So it needs to deepen your faith when you're going through persecution. And then the Bible says, it, it, the Bible says they were walking. They saw the three men, but they also saw the fourth man. And, and, then, and then the king started shouting, Hey, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, come out here and come to me. And then when they come, out, when they come outside, and the Bible says they did not smell like fire. And their hair was not touched. That is why I started by saying to you earlier, you are not going to smell like you, what, what you've just been through. Because God is for you, God is with you, and God is going to walk with you this whole journey. It's not for you. It's for him to get all the glory. I want to finish strong. I want to finish strong. I want to do that. I don't want to be known as somebody who started well and preached in all these kind of places and, and not finish well. And the, enemy, the enemy's job is to try and make sure that you start well, you do well, but you finish bad. Be careful, especially if you've done some great, amazing things. Be careful how you handle the situation now. The enemy just, just doesn't want you to finish strong. We are called to finish. I want to finish strong. I want to people to stand over my coffin one day and say, this man right here, he finished strong. He loved Jesus Christ to the end. He persevered. Because he persevered, many have come to know Jesus. I want to take souls with me to heaven. I want to take as many people to. I want to make it easy for people to follow Jesus. I want them to say, I enjoy following God. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Fall in love with Jesus again. Fall in love with God again. That all it matters. Fall in love with Jesus again. Tell him, God, I, f I fell. Something wrong with me. You know, you know there's, a, there's a time where I, I go into, into my room. I make sure that Z doesn't see me. My kids don't see me. And I lock the door. I say, God, I think there's something wrong in my heart. It must worry you if God is not talking to you anymore. Be worried. Don't be excited. I'm, I'm part of worship team. I'm part of, the, I'm part of this incredible thing. Is God still talking to you? Is he talking to you? Because let me tell you something. If God is not talking to you anymore, the fire will burn you. The guys that didn't, that, that the Bible says the strongest man, strongest soldiers that carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to throw them into the fire. The Bible says as they were about to throw them into the fire, the fire burnt the soldiers and they died. The guys that were supposed to die did not die. The guys that carried them to throw them in the fire, they died. Let me tell you something. What saved these three men was the relationship they had with God. What did not save the two soldiers is the fact that they did not have a relationship that these guys had.
So uh, let me just prophesy. Actually, I'm not prophesying. This sounds weird. I'm not prophesying. I'm just saying. The fire and the things that, is, that you feel is carrying you, is, is taking you to, to your place of death, is not going to kill you. Never going to kill you. Because Jesus walked with you in the fire. So persecution at the end. Give glory to God. I'm, 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 I'm 55 seconds over time. Then in the end, the same ungodly king says, everybody must now bow to the, to the real God. I want people, I want unsaved and saved and everybody, all color, I want one day to say, because of your God, my family is still together. Because of your God, I'm still doing well. Because of your God, because your faith is not only your faith, but it's also encouraging other people. Can we all stand, please? I'm done. So don't worry. What you're going through, it will be turned and it will give God glory. Let me close with this. You're not going to look like what you've been through. And you're not even going to smell like fire. But let me tell you something. Please, fall in love with Jesus again. Be honest with him. Don't be like, ah, man, don't cry, man, don't cry. No, cry. Cry, go to God and cry. Don't pretend like, don't, there's no time of pretense now. Not pretending. Go straight to God and say, God, I'm, I'm falling. I'm still active in the church, but I'm, I've fallen, God. I don't hear you speak to me. I don't see. I'm, I'm just waking up and, and carrying on. I don't want to be a person who just goes to sleep, wake up and carry on. I just want to know, God, I'm, I'm, I, I want to be in Use me, God. So I want, I want to pray with, them, with someone in this room that is maybe not even, not even following God. If you're not following God, the things that we're talking about maybe don't make sense to you, but you have to have a relationship with Jesus. You have to be saved. God so loved you so much that he gave his one and only son so that you can have eternal life. You have to be born again. So if you're in this room today and you're not born again, in, in other words, you're not walking with Jesus, you don't even hear him speak, you, you don't have a personal, tangible relationship with him, you have to have that relationship. Times now forces us to have that relationship with God. So I'm asking you, if you are in this room and, you, and you're saying, it's me, I'm going to be honest. I'm not following Jesus, but I want to make a decision today to follow him. Can I ask you to lift your hands and say, I give my life to Jesus today. I'm giving my life to Jesus. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I see you. Um, anyone saying, I'm, I want to follow Jesus Christ, okay? I want to follow him. Okay. I see two hands. Can we, can we, can we help the guys that lifted their hands to, uh, let's just pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, today I have heard your word and I make a decision to follow you. I'm sorry for all that I've done, but today I'm coming home. Please forgive me. Please welcome me. I love you. In Jesus' name.